0: That was it. What's up, everybody? We're back from a brief hiatus to bring you another episode of the Fly Suite Podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, we got our good friend Chris Weisong back with us. And with Chris, we're going to be talking about Tom Flores, snubbed again for the Hall of Fame, going over a few offseason hypotheticals, and then, of course, talking about the playoffs. Even though the Raiders aren't in it, we still got some rooting interest. We're still football fans <laughs> here. But first things first, Chris, how we doing? Jose,
1: how we doing?
2: What's going on? Hey, Jose. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
1: It was going all right. So you told me Chris was hopping on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> down, right? bring, bring down a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you guys even,
0: didn't even get a game of Madden recently, and you're already hating on him, man. What's up? What's, oh, what's up yeah. with that? Chris
1: is yeah. catting off ever since that one time because he knows it was a one-off. So I mean, wait, I wait, told him wait, uh, I finally bought.
2: What happened that one time, though? What, what Can you just explain? Exactly happened?
1: the reason why you were catting off from you beating me that one time because you know it was a fluke. I bought Madden twenty on Black Friday. When, What's yeah, the date today? It's that. January twelfth now. About to be the thirteenth when everyone listens to this. Right. And you have had plenty of opportunities. How come you didn't buy it
2: back in August and September back when uh when <laughs> the season started? sixty five dollars for a
1: video game is robbery. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't pay sixty five dollars for a video game that I would get my ass kicked in either. So
1: <laughs> Well, I have it now, but you're still ducking, so I mean I'll just point out you, that you, you Chris don't is... really have a
0: I'll just point out Jesus that Chris there, is, uh, I'm
2: sad right now.
0: <laughs> Chris, you're what? 30 and talking shit about video games over here. Not, not to <laughs> yeah. drag you down yeah. or anything yeah. like that.
2: No, that's, that's Matt just gave me a pretty big L right there. Uh, you know, what though you guys will be thirty one one day and, and you'll still be talking about video games. So
1: that's a long time from now, which by then I'm pretty sure you'll be 40. <laughs> nice. All
0: right. We've got to move on to the first topic. So Tom Forrest. So, I'm not, I can't say I'm uh, too keen on the hall of fame rules, but I saw something where only, I mean, is this right? Only two coaches can get in in a given year. or Is that how we know Tom Flores isn't out? Is that, am I off on that?
2: Yeah, that, that's correct. They're basically just going to have the two head coach slots mm-hmm. and obviously uh, Jimmy Johnson and then Bill Cowher got in. So yeah. And um, that kind of leaves Flores is, is the odd man out.
0: And I mean, I, I mean, we've, gone over this for years with Flores where he keeps getting snubbed but what a dumb rule like who cares and I mean not that like Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher don't deserve it because I mean I was honestly shocked I thought Jimmy was already in the Hall of Fame I didn't even realize he wasn't and I mean even Bill Cowher I I was thinking I mean it's been a while since he's coached too but like I like what a dumb rule but beyond that I mean Jose I know you had a few
1: thoughts on the uh, the Flores situation so I'll go ahead and give you the floor right here well, it is kind of a dumb rule, especially this year since, didn't they? Because it is the centennial year, you know, 100 years that they yeah. doubled up the amount of players that they're allowing in the Hall of Fame. Um, it's I mean, I understand it's two people. Jimmy Johnson deserving Bill Cower, I'm on the fence on. But if you're going to tell me Bill Cowher in the Hall of Fame over Tom yeah. Flores, what are you doing? That That that's is just true. absolutely crim- criminal. It's already been criminal. I mean, Matt, when Cliff Branch died, we came on here, yeah. and I just talked about the NFL just wants to wait for Raider players to die just so they can put him in. I mean, that's what they did to all the other previous players. This is what they just did to freaking uh, – uh, to uh, Jim. I mean not Jim plug. Excuse me to yeah. Kenny Stabler, Kenny Stabler yeah. And now it looks like they're gonna do it to Cliff Branch maybe down the line and that they're just waiting for Tom Flores to kick the bucket and as 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 it is that I'm saying that it's the, it feels like it's what the reality really is um, It's just no excuse to why he's not in there. I mean, is he like an all-time great coach Maybe teetering, but he was a damn good one. Two Super Bowl champions, one of the first ever Latino coaches ever in the NFL. That's something to yep. be accounted for. I mean, we can't just all of a sudden just say like, oh, you know, give credence to like to other minorities stuff like that and point out to Tom Flores, but not act and like it the, shouldn't be accounted.
0: He was the first minority, right, to to win, to win Exactly, Bowl, exactly, and
1: then with John Jim Plunkett too, because he also yep. has a little blood in him too. Um, and for me, maybe it's a little bit biased for me, not because I'm a fan, but because it is also like, that's cool. Let's get some more Latinos in there, be a Mexican descent. So that's, that would be definitely dope to see. And I know Tony Gonzalez is in there, which is great. I love it. Um, but come on, Tom Flores, man, how long has this guy been waiting since, you know, officially he was in the, he was in the running as a legitimate candidate. There's no excuse. And the only thing I can see is you know, you let Bill Cowher in. You're just showing more and more that you do not want this guy in because a good portion he's a Raider, and you're just waiting for these guys to die. You're waiting for because of what Al Davis scorned your league, which is why some of the fan base always thinks the referees are out to get him. Which I think nowadays it's a little died down, but yeah. it's just there's no excuse. I mean, Bill Cowher, good coach, not better resume than Tom Flores, especially what he, what he did for just just for like like ethnicity standpoint. I mean. Chris, I mean, <laughs> what's going on, man?
2: Honestly, it's a shame. I mean, that's the thing that, you know, obviously he, you know, Flores, the two-time Super Bowl champion, um, you know, that's huge in itself. But also just about, you know, the NFL should be about impact of the game, right? And the fact that, you know, him, mm-hmm. you know, being a head coach as a minority, uh, that's special. That's huge. That's, you know, progressing the game of football in, in America. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, Cow has just been on CBS for a long time and he's just been up in everyone's face with his opinion so i feel like Mm -hmm. it's just that podium that you know whereas flores has been doing like raiders preseason football forever right yeah i just feel like that just had something to do with it in a way obviously jimmy johnson's been on fox forever i'm not saying jimmy johnson doesn't deserve it but but bill cower over flores just like like jose was saying that just i just can't that doesn't sit right with me and i am a raider fan so maybe i'm biased but um, I, I just don't see that and, and I understand some people were bringing up that Flores had a bad stretch of like five or six years as a coach where you know they weren't winning or whatever but uh, as they've shown in the past that um, you know being a champion and having championships trumps like bad stretches yep. that you've had so mm-hmm. why is it in this case that's being held against him when it hasn't been held against people in the past see that's the thing like I feel like they just grab on whatever whatever um, you know whoever they really want to put in who's a the the more popular face and then use whatever narrative they can to kind of grip around giving the reason why this guy got in the reason why this guy didn't you know and and i i've had problems with the hall of fames all ever since the torello and situation you know that i thought that was really really bad too so it's not the first time that it's hated me
0: yeah I mean you bring up a good point you know both Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cower in the national media whereas like like you said Tom Flores I think he does the the radio calls for the Raider for the Raiders and whatnot so I think yeah you have a definitely a good point with those guys being the popular guys but I mean you know Jose talked about it a little bit Bill Cower's got one Super Bowl Flores has two and I mean yeah like you said that bad stretch but I mean I'm sure if we go down and look at some of Jimmy Johnson's years in Miami they're not going to be great either granted he won like three Super Bowls in Dallas or Maybe only two. I can't remember, but it's like it's like like you said, Jose. Like, what does this guy have to do? Like, I mean, he was the like I said, the first minority coach to win a Super Bowl. One, two, and it's always kind of funny to me. Like, obviously, John Madden's like well heralded, and I get that. John Madden done, has done a little bit more of football for the game um, than just coaching with you know the video games and whatnot and broadcasting. But I mean, Madden won one Super Bowl, and like I said, great coach for the Raiders, big part of the Raiders' history. And Flores won two. Like even that's inconsistent in itself as all. And it's just, it's so sad to see, man. Like it's, it's almost, I think Jose, I think you almost said it when cliff branch passed. it's like, well, it's almost like now at least you can get in the hall of fame. And I feel like we're getting to that point with, with uh, Tom Flores, where it's like, he almost, unfortunately, has to be post humorously at this point.
1: And Chris had a perfect point is because, flores is out of sight out of mind where bill yep. cowher is no national face so flores is more reserved he just stuck to his own guns you know being reserved and everything which is to me i think is the life yeah. meanwhile bill cower has been on all of our sundays just plastered onto our faces there's a bunch of fans who have no idea who the hell tom flores even is yeah. whereas bill cower they so. always show for any super bowl highlight little two second clip you see <laughs> on any of the network it's always cower Raising that Lombardi Trophy as if like he did something very significant. Mm-hmm. Good coach, not better than than Tom Flores of what he did. So that's a huge, huge credence to that. That that cannot be overstated about being out of sight, out of mind. And then even you brought it up Matt. John Madden, what did he do after coaching? Went into the booth for national football on Mountain Fox on all the primetime games. So not saying that obviously none of these are the main reasons why they got in, but it definitely helps propel them in people's minds and some of these voters like, hey, I remember this guy because some of them might even be forgotten.
2: What I was just going to say, honestly, is I feel like the Raiders are one of those teams that has a a rich history, a tradition from the past Mm -hmm. with a lot of success. But I feel like, you know, since they've been bad for so long, for the most part, they've just become one of those teams that, that the league really doesn't care about at all. True. And, and that that's just the facts. The Steelers, the Cowboys, they're, they're franchises that the, the NFL clearly cares about and values over, you know, and that's fine. They are valuable franchises and they've had a lot of past success and rich traditions, but so have the Raiders. And so all these people, these Raiders from the past are suffering when it comes to getting their what's due to them with the Hall of Fame and, and all those things um, because of the fact that they don't care about the Raiders at all. And that, that sucks because back in the day, the, the Raiders were one of the top tier franchises consistently with so much success. So many great players that are worthy of, of getting the accolades that, you know, some of them aren't getting. So that's unfortunate to me. I think it's just bias. It's going against the Raiders.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a good point too. Cause, and I think that kind of plays into only having two coaches a year because you know, as more, if you cap it off somewhere, you know, he's going to keep getting bounced, and it's going to look less and less prevalent what he did. And especially, I think that is true. Like when the Raiders aren't as popular, when, you know, at the end of the day it is a business and they do want people to want, tune in to the hall of fame speech. And maybe Tom Flores doesn't move the needle like those other guys. And that's unfortunate because that should be, should be a prestigious
1: honor rather than a, a ratings grab. And while we're on this topic, I mean, we obviously know Tom Flores is, um, Cliff Branch, like, one of the ones that everyone keeps advocating for to get back to the Hall of Fame. But other than those guys, who who is even next in line as a Raider? Forget Charles Woodson because he had a mix. He played for the Packers and had a great year with them. Excluding Charles Woodson, can I even – I can't even think off the top of my head. Maybe if I actually sit down and let it simmer because I'm just too focused in on this. But <laughs> who is even the next, like, Raider – like? legend or great or just someone who's good for like at least a good portion for like at least six seasons that's even going to be considered or even make it in and then if because if these guys are making it in during the large part when uh it's like in the 70s um the 70s and early 80s especially with because most of those uh those hall of fame voters are pretty much some old guys some old writers have been around the game they remember those players i mean those coaches and players i mean if those guys can't get in and they were there for it then it's just—I mean—who else is gonna get in? I have no clue who the hell else can get in.
0: Does Khalil Mack count?
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, mean,
0: well, I mean, the only when, other man, guy. Nathan, Go ahead, Chris. Uh,
2: Nathan Peter. Well, I was just gonna say, when is Nathan Peterman gonna be? This <laughs> is also true. This is
0: also true. I mean, we'll get to the hypotheticals in a minute, but people <laughs> have been saying we need a mobile quarterback, and I do remember a fifty-yard run from one guy named Nate P. But beyond <laughs> beyond that. No, I mean, I think the only guy that really, yeah, the only guy that I can think of maybe would be Nomdi. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. he had some pretty damn good years. I mean, I know I always like going, when uh, in the offseason with PFF post the, all the stuff about not getting targeted, and it's like Nomdi five times up there. So, I mean, I think he would be, probably be the closest. The other one I was thinking of was Burgess, but I think Burgess was a really good Raider, probably not a Hall of Famer. Kind of bad not for or, a while
2: either. Yeah, he yeah. Was just Especially kind of if a, it was like
0: towards like the end
2: short stretch. Yeah. yeah but your yeah. point on Namde is perfect though, Matt. And the reason is is because the more popular franchise now, the Eagles that he went to, he wasn't good because he was True. playing out of position. Mm-hmm. Technically he was running a system that just was not a for him. He was a bump and run man to man guy. They put him in zone. Anyway, so that's what a lot of people think of him as. And I feel like his time with the Raiders just kind of just gets yeah. Pushed aside by everyone other than Raider fans, so I, I don't think Namde really gets there either. I don't know.
0: And it was but, uh, another, like you were talking about before, it was another time period where it was a lot of rusing, losing for the Raiders. And I mean, people Nomade was getting All Pro nominations, and people didn't know who he was. You know, it was that kind of deal.
1: Or could even pronounce his name. So I mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But that
1: says he's been eligible for what, for years now? Because he retired, I think, technically 2014 season, I believe. 2014, so I believe it was was like after five years, then like your eligibility comes up or something. Yeah, so this would have been what? He's not not going to get consideration. No one's ever going to talk about him. That's my favorite player of all time. But, I mean, he's not going to do that. Maybe, Maybe if he actually carried in. His Raider great his great Raider runs into Philly, then boom, you guys yeah, sit yeah. right on the money. More exactly. exposure, teams mm-hmm. that are actually competing versus like no one cares if you were good on a shitty team. You know, were you at least good on an average team? Then all right, you know, then boom, we'll give you credence. But no, nah, it's like if it's it's Tom Flores, Cliff Branch, your bus at this point.
0: Yeah, For sure. yeah. I mean, until until C one gets gets enshrined, it could be a a while since we see another Raider. Um. All right, let's go ahead. So Chris, the other day or the last week, I should say, he messaged me a little hypothetical. This is my favorite time of year because we're in the beginning of the offseason. People like Chris have way too much time on their hands, and me and Jose, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's time to get the hypothetical train going. Get get out there, get outlandish. So Chris, I'll go ahead and let you lead off. And mind you, we're going for wild takes here. We're not not looking for anything that's uh ho- solid, flushed out. But Chris, give me the give me this. Give me this hot
2: offseason scenario Well, I'm sitting here with you guys. So clearly I have way too much time on my hands, but uh, <laughs> Definitely. I, I'll, I'll go with uh, kind of a hot take Uh, what about Tom Brady to the Raiders now? Uh, oh. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm just just stick with me here Okay, you said hot take Um, obviously I think there's a, a good chance that Derek Carr is their quarterback next year um, I do think though that they're going to consider I think they considered last year moving on from him and I think that they'll consider it again. It's just about whether they find the right fit in free agency that they would see as an upgrade or the the, the you know fall in love with the right guy in the draft that has more upside whatever the case may be. But what if Tom Brady wanted to come out West uh, Jay Glazer recently wrote. Um, actually, I'm not sure if he wrote or if he was quoted on it, but he talked about just kind of toss around the Chargers and the Raiders as uh, you know possibilities for Tom Brady and um, I don't know how serious he was being but uh, Jake Leiser, you know, is pretty in tune with a lot of things. So um, I'm just sitting here talking with Matt. And I'm like, okay Well, what what if Tom Brady wanted to come with Raiders? How would that work? Does he have a lot left in the tank his age? Obviously, uh, those are questions, but think about it. Gruden loves vets with fire, right? Um, name name a veteran with more fire than Tom Brady. I mean, honestly, uh, I think that would be a, a Check uh, the Raiders have a good offensive line right? He's a pocket passer. He's played with Trent Brown and loves him. Trent Brown, I I know, loves Tom Brady. So that would be, you know, reuniting with his uh, offensive tackle buddy. Um, Tom Brady loves tight ends. We all know that. And the Raiders have a couple really good ones in Darren Waller and Foster Moreau. So I think that's an attractive thing. Um, You know, and uh, I think that Tom Brady brings a championship pedigree. I think free agents would come play for the Raiders for less than they would. I mean, sorry, I just I don't think Derek Carr is the like oh, I'm gonna take a little less money to come win with Derek Carr. I don't think it just yeah. has the same, but I think Tom Brady would bring that, mm-hmm. and I think it would create a splash for Vegas. And I'll just throw this last thing and go get him C.D. Lamb in the draft, and we'll call it a day.
0: <laughs> Got to throw in C.D. Lamb there. But Chris, I just want to first acknowledge: Is this? Are you officially on this show, announcing your your I guess denouncing your affiliation with the Derek Carr Stand Club? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel like Derek Carr, wow. you know, when he threw away that ball on fourth down, I feel like he kind of threw, Wait, which threw
0: you away. Wait, which
2: one? Which one? Hey, which one? Which one? <laughs> each, no, 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 that's good. I was like, each one stripped away a little bit more of, uh, no, yeah, man. I uh, I like Derek Carr as a person. I've You know, I, I met him, chatted with him. He was very gracious. I just, I'm a Raiders fan, though. I like, I love the Raiders more, and I uh, I want them to win championships, and I just, I just don't think Derek Carr is the guy that's going to be able to do that. I think it's difficult to build a roster around and uh, to compete with a very average starting quarterback. And I think that's what Derek Carr is. So I, I'd rather take a crack and, um, you know, go uh, go try to win it with someone else eventually.
1: This is big, people. This is big. To answer the question you said at the beginning of your Tom Brady point, what other veteran quarterback has a fire? I'd argue Ryan Fitzmagic. Has a good <laughs> amount of fire, man. Just hiding in there in his beard, God. just sailing around. Hey, he did better with the Miami Dolphins than Derek Carr did with the Oakland Raiders this year. So that's he all did. I'm saying. So that's, that's, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, but, he outplayed Rosen, too. Poor Rosen, did. man. Exactly. Uh, well, that's I mean, pretty good, dude.
1: I feel bad for Rosen, but that he just... We, we talk about Derek Carr being in a poor situation. That guy is just getting tossed around like a freaking ping-pong ball. But, I mean... uh. When you you bring it up, Brady, and then we got a little bit of Carr, just just cap off that little point before one of us gives our gives our takes, what do you think is a likelihood, percentage-wise, and I'll start with Matt, of Derek Carr going to be the starter next year, week one? I, what I think will happen or what I want so to happen? The percentage, what is the percentage you think, like, I don't know, 20% chance he's starter week one for the Las Vegas Raiders?
0: I think, honestly, I think 75% chance. I don't think Gruden wants to start over. I like Chris's scenario of bringing in Brady, but I don't know uh, I think it might be a little wild a little out there right now, and i I, <laughs> I think uh I think he just ends up rolling with Carr. I don't think Gruden wants to, I don't think Ruden wants to develop somebody. I don't think they're in a position to be able to get somebody this year. I ultimately think they stick with them week one. Um, whether he is still there you know halfway through the year remains up to be seen in the year after that, but I got a feeling he's still going to be around next year. How are you looking, Chris?
2: I'm probably gonna go fifty percent with Carr, and probably maybe maybe five percent for Tom Brady, but uh, yeah, wow, I 50% that's pretty high. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe the five percent is a little high. Maybe I should go three point five. But anyway, yeah, I'm at fifty percent with uh, with Carr. I think um, I think that Gruden. This is just my opinion. I think he does kind of want to move on, but I also think that. He doesn't want to move on just for the sake of moving on. It has to make sense. Yeah. I feel like where they drafted last year, who was available, and then you look at free agency, and then you waive the Derek Carr contract thing. You try to trade him. What can you get in return? I feel like all of that last year just didn't make sense. I think if Kyler was there at four, they would have taken him. Uh, but I, I think it just didn't make sense last year, and I think it's going to be the same situation this year. It is uh, With Carr's contract, they're a little bit more flexible. Maybe that's a little bit more appealing to trade away. And then if they do decide to move on, uh, is the right free agent there that's an upgrade or at least the same but maybe a little cheaper, which that's a whole different thing. And then who's going to be there at 12? Uh, mm-hmm. What quarterback do they really like in the draft that they'd be willing yep. to take there or trade up for? There's a lot of questions, but I do think it's I think it's very up in the air. And I think Derek Carr probably thinks 100% I'm going to be there next year. But I think uh, behind yeah, closed doors course. with and Mayock, I think it's very 50%. Yeah
1: i like that i like that what about you jose there's definitely a bunch there's definitely a bunch of variables that entails to that which we'll get a clearer picture you know once free agency comes around and then we get closer to more draft prospects being shed a light on us um but i'm gonna say it's 100 percent chance he's week one Raider starter and that's not saying i want him to be all right but
2: yeah
1: <laughs> what our, chris already laid it out perfectly you know he just she just can't cut him and just be like, all right, what do we do from here? Like, no, let, let's have a plan. You know, something that I don't think Gruden understands. See, I don't think he knows what what a plan means. You know, that's why, that's why after the first quarter, his drives always stall out because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be him, I think, just week one, just absolute. And they're going to, for sure, try to draft a quarterback. And um, that actually transitions perfectly to my point. They're going to draft a quarterback, but it's not going to be in the late mid-rounds or something like that. <laughs> what they're going to, and when I – Hope they do, you know the hot take in me. I will trade as many picks as you can We're well, not we're well, not the whole farm don't sell the real estate, you know mm-hmm. Have a little something to you know plant some seeds for the future, but What if they package obviously both of their first round picks maybe even through in next year's first round or mid round this one and even car to go to boot or whatever to Get to the top points top three one or two to go for Joe Burrow
2: <laughs> LSU
1: Heisman champion, potential national tied, nice natty champion. That's gonna be a thing to see. I want Joe Burrow, and I started coming around this guy in November once people started saying, "Look at this guy." And I don't really pay attention to college that much closely. I'll read some articles here and there just to stay in the loop, and then I I, I bro down hella hard on it after the Super Bowl just to start looking. All right, who's gonna who's gonna be available and everything? But after watching like the five games. That Burrow's been in. The guy's an absolute stud. Yeah. He does things that Carr would never do. And this guy is like already, it's like younger and he's still in college. And he's actually been in high pressured moments, unlike Carr, who couldn't even beat my alma mater in San Jose State down there when <laughs> they all came down. He went to Devontae Adams and still got smoked. But I mean,
2: Keith Smith with the INT on that one, too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's one that's flying uh, under.
2: Failed (laughs) fullback.
1: That one's flying under. Didn't catch the one in Denver. Oh, okay, stop. Uh, But but, 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 uh, Joe Burrow, man, would be awesome. And it's definitely, I feel like, I'm starting to wonder which one's the more of the pipe dream, mines or the Brady coming over? Because obviously Brader, why the hell is he going to come to the Raiders or to Vegas when he's so in tune to the East Coast? If anything, maybe he'd go to the Giants or somewhere stay around there because East—he's he's an East Coast kid now. He—he he was never West Coast made. That's why none of us in the Bay Area claim him. The ones that do just want to say that just because I'm from the Bay Area, We're where Tom Brady's from. Where are you from? Like that little cute little stuff. Like no, we don't claim him. Nobody claims him. We claim Barry Bonds first over him, but. It's just burrow would be dope. I would be juice. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen And I'm not sure why they would want the what is it 12th pick they're at, and all those picks? It's gonna like why the hell are we t- like who's Cincinnati's picking Cincinnati might not take a quarterback. They might will <laughs> Imagine that Raiders. Hey, here's my 12th and 19th and maybe next year first. You want it? What the hell is this I'm gonna slap their hand, but <laughs> what do you think Chris?
2: I would 1,000% be <laughs> With sending number 12 and number 19 and then mm-hmm. next year's one to get the number one overall pick for Joe Burrow, maybe there's a chance we get them to toss us a two back in that. But uh, you contradict <laughs> yourself though, because there's no chance we trade all of that to get Burrow, and then not try to get a draft pick out of Derek Carr. So you got to lower your one hundred percent down to ninety nine percent at least. No, and no, 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 no! Calm down, <laughs> calm down. You I'm, and I'm going to say I would take Burrow and that scenario over Brady of course because I think Burrow is gonna be a franchise changing type quarterback so well, first of
1: all sure. this is hot takes I'm not actually thinking any of this is gonna happen I'm <laughs> gonna say the part the
2: and we'll call it a day just, oh, just are-
1: well nothing's ever certain in life I guess <laughs> but no um <laughs> no um damn it you maybe lose my train of thought what were you we gonna add to this um to Matt
0: yeah I mean I love Joe Burrow. I, I, He's my number one on my big board. I was watching him, and literally my jaw is on the floor the entire game. He puts the ball exactly where it needs to be. But yeah, I was watching ESPN the other day, and I, I'm pretty sure I, I, might, I might be off on this, but I think they said he has like a 77% um, completion percentage or something ridiculous. It was in the 70s, which is absolutely insane. I mean, the guy's got like 5,000 yards. And the only problem is, I don't know if Cincinnati takes three ones for Joe Burrow. Like, right. I mean, like, yeah. what are they going to, uh, they're still going to be a quarterback short. And I mean, they're going to go to 12. And I mean, and the biggest thing, you know, that I was thinking of when I, when uh, we were going through this situation and, you know, the common theme is getting rid of car, ironically, is what I would love to see happen. And I know this will never happen because from a big business standpoint, Mark Davis will never allow it but you trade car you get let's say you get a second for him about feel like that's about fair compensation for that's him that's fair yeah so you have I think
2: that's what
0: that's generous <laughs> <laughs> i say you even get a third whatever like you get first but then you'd have what six picks now in the top 100 or first three rounds you take those and you don't spend one on a single quarterback you build the rest of the roster you get some receivers you build that defense you roll Deshaun Sean out there the first year in Vegas you <laughs> know Deshaun Kaiser is awful. He will tank. You tank, you get Trevor Lawrence, you get Trevor Lawrence to come into a situation with, one, with hopefully somebody like Chris was talking about, maybe a CD Lamb, maybe a, um, not a Henry Rocks Jerry Judy, excuse me, um, or someone like that. You give him what looks like, what is already a good offensive line, a good running game, and hopefully some playmakers on defense that can at least get turnovers and you know pen, play that bend but don't break. And you get a quarterback who, you know, I think next year, I mean, is already looking like the Joe Burrow of this year where, I mean, if the guy could have came out as a freshman, probably would have been the number one overall pick. I mean, again, where you're at in 12 and 9, you know, I think the top guys this year, you know, Burrow, Herbert, and Tua are probably going to be off the board. Maybe Tua's there because of his injury, but if Tua's sliding that far because of the injury, I don't know if you take that risk. I don't know, what are our thoughts? I mean, like I said, no there's no chance Mark Davis will allow it because I don't <laughs> think they're gonna want to roll out like a two-win season, uh, the first year in Vegas and lose the Hell lose no. the people. But
2: no, but
0: but if it <laughs> Dude, were not right, for the I, move, I, I, if it, I'll go ahead, bro. If it sorry, if it were not for the move, <laughs> what are our thoughts? That side of the move, and then we'll talk about the move.
2: I I, I just want to say that Mark Davis is gonna do whatever John Gruden wants wanted to do, first of mm-hmm. all. So if John Gruden you wanted so? to do that, they would do it. Second of all, I think that it, when you look at taking all those picks and building around the quarterback position, but then jetting Carr out and then starting Kaiser, I think you're way overrating Carr, thinking that the roster will go 2-14 and 14 with Kaiser. Um, I think that they would probably find themselves at a, as a 5-6 win team and then we're out of the reach of, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Fields, See, I think you're whatever big time to Sean Kaiser. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, but you're talking about the same roster that we had this year, but even better, right? Our, yeah, our I mean, rookies who were good are going to be even better, and then you're bringing in these, you know, high flying rookies like C.D. Lamb, you mentioned stuff like that. I, I think that, um, I think they would definitely be out of reach. I think their roster isn't very good, but I think it's too good to be even, even with a below average quarterback, to be in the running for one of those big time quarterbacks. And now you have put yourself in a situation where you're really screwed. So that really scares me. I'd rather just sign Brian Fitzpatrick and uh, try to win with an improved roster than doing that.
0: Well, for me, I mean, the thing for me is I feel like the the latter half of the season, you know, the one and five finish kind of revealed a little bit about this team. And granted, they were young and banged up and whatnot. But I just think even with, you know, a good rookie class on this defense, I don't know if they're really ready to compete yet. You know, you're going to have a defense that's led by guys like Max Crosby and Trayvon Mullen, who are second year players, and then a bunch of other rookies. You know, I think they'll get better. And maybe you're right. Maybe they're still better than like a two win team. But at least if you're, you know, say, say they win five games, you know, you're at least picking, you know, top five, top eight. Maybe you come up with another package there because you didn't have to give up any any last year, and you know if all goes to plan, you already have your the rest of your roster set, and you can go all in and then go get Florence and you'll have more leverage, a little bit more realistic to jump from, say, let's just say for shits and giggles five or six to then, you know, twelve to get up to one. But we'll see. What about what are your thoughts, Jose? Go ahead, rip it apart.
1: I think your plan is crazy as hell and it's never gonna happen tom brady's gonna be a quarterback (laughs) before that ever happens that's a that's a bunch of complex stages there
0: buddy come on i'm I'm a um, big thinker i like thinking big picture i know
1: you're trying to invent a new color but the rainbow says (laughs) no i mean shoot (laughs) but uh no um you. it was kind of funny when you both were going back a little back and forth i think you're overestimating this guy but um uh that would be they – yeah, there's no way – you know, they could tank. They still could be like a poor finished team in Vegas because they're still going to print money. I mean, the 49ers out here had that new stadium and they were crap and they were printing money when they were winning four to five games. It's it's all the – it's a new stadium like economics. Like it doesn't matter if your team – if anything, the Raiders are going to make more money in Vegas if they're crap than the Niners are because it's Vegas, number yeah. one. Number two – other people are going to come from other fan bases and want to come in and watch their team get a sure win against a crappy team. So, I mean, those things, they can be crappy and they'll still, have, they'll still be able to, you know, have like popularity. But I mean, especially since I was already reading that the, the NFL wants to prop up all those new stadiums by giving, you know, Vegas and the new LA stadium Monday night and Sunday night primetime slots. So that's, that's, that's the thing that they could do. I mean, yeah, that, that's a tough scenario, but Trevor Lawrence would be dope. I would love to yeah. have Trevor Lawrence. He's oh, pretty, he's a, sure. he's a nice quarterback. I wish, he was a year older, yeah. and especially if he actually looked good in this tat in this natty, which I think he is gonna look good. Then it's like, cool. Now there's two quarterbacks to go <laughs> in the fish fishing pool. To for, if one of them falls, all right, cool. I'm cool with one or the other. But even though I still would like, bro, because he has that baller mentality. I just love it. Um, it, it would it would take a lot. It would take a lot. But I think if like, especially the way you're trying to say, it, Matt, by like using, oh, let's just pull and get all those players, then I think they might still finish like. Close to 500 again whether okay. even I mean, maybe not with Kaiser maybe like six seven wins But I mean, I mean clearly they didn't they didn't really need Carr this year to win many games What maybe one or two you can see you can credit him with a real win But you can credit him with a definitely a bunch of losses for not showing up and they were just <laughs> relied upon Josh Jacobs which obviously you know, they're going to try to add another back to try to salvage his health a little bit, try to preserve him throughout the season. And then the defense, you know, should get better, but we never know if Paul Gunther, once he finally has players, will be able to utilize it. Just, once again, more, it's just confounding variable. It's hard to foresee, but that would be cool. Um, but I, I if, if we're trying to see if they're going to tank, if we put Kaiser in there and they add pieces and the players progress, then I think we're, what we're looking at is still the same, the same kind of close to 500. Cause if Carr's still out there, I think he can push them to at least nine and seven seven. if these players get better and they actually add some some pivotal players, especially yeah. at receiver, you know, but I mean That's not that's yeah. the thing. though. that's the thing that kind of actually conveniently circles back to my point about why I want to trade for Joe Burrow You know, I said some people came at me saying, you know, that's a lot of capital to give just for a quarterback
2: and Just like, for no, it's not that's wild just, to say that it's
1: not just for a quarterback yeah. You realize it's the most important position in football next to a corner arguably. I mean come on man the quarterback if the Raiders defense stunk this year and Derek Carr was actually capable of shouldering the burden Then they would have won at least a couple more games at least You know that's yeah. the great thing about having a good quarterback, especially a great one But let's just say a good one because great ones are generally hard to find if you have a good quarterback You can mask a lot of things, a lot of deficiencies, especially on defensive and you can Actually last Austin shootouts, and you know you can't it's easier to trust one guy than trust a team of 11 So it's, it's better that way I mean I know some people, and I mean, I even saw outrageous takes saying linebacker and wide receiver greater than quarterback, and I was like, "You're an idiot! Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? How are you allowed to Jesus. have a football?" But I mean, come on, like, if you, <laughs> if anything, if the the evidence is against Raider fans, it's like, come on, 2016, Derek Carr's lone great year, he was great, phenomenal. That defense was horrible. That defense was horrendous. Other than Khalil Mack and a bunch of other key pivotal pass rushing players like Bruce Irvin's and others to help push the pile on like that to get those pressures taken. And that was the key, those turnovers. They were able to first turnovers to put the offense in great positions. And, of course, you know, well, the defense had a lot of short fields to work with. Okay, but not many offenses are capable of actually capitalizing on it, as we saw this year with this Raiders team couldn't capitalize on a plethora of good opportunities. So, I mean, quarterback, that's what would be great. I mean, I understand there's a bunch of deficiencies, but that's all it takes is one. One great quarterback, one one even good quarterback, and it'll help everything. Everything will just fall into place. So, I mean, your plan, Matt, would be dope to cause then get more players. And if that, if, if that's going to be the case, then, you know, just might as well just have Carr out there and then just groom a quarterback or Brady is the guy, which that would be dope as well. I know some fans are going to be salty because of history, and, so you know, dumb. that's not a really that's not really an ideal way you want to go for like an older guy. And I personally think he's really declining watching a bunch of Patriots yeah. game this year. Um, and that's all here's a, here's a point that that's how, you know, Brady is declining. You had to use the excuse that he had no one. And who does that sound like? Who does that sound like? <laughs> sounds like Derek Carr. It sounds like yeah. Derek Carr. I mean, I mean, of course he's older, but I, I still think he's a better passer, but I mean, it's just crazy. Now that, that would be a great situation if for any of these, if anything were to fall in, if it was all right. But you know, yeah. knowing it's the Raiders, it probably won't be right. <laughs> no,
0: we're just spitballing here. <laughs> all right. I did want to move on to the uh the playoffs this weekend. We had one hell of a weekend this weekend. Yeah, the Niners dominating the Vikings, then the Titans shocking the world against Baltimore, then we had that I don't know what even to like that roller coaster ride or whatever the hell happened in Kansas City. And then of course wrapping things up with actually what ended up being a hell uh Pretty damn fun back and forth between the Packers and the Seahawks. So, what do you guys think, man? What's what are some Super Bowl picks? What are we thinking?
1: Uh that's a tough one. I mean, first of all, let, let me. These last two playoff weekends have been phenomenal. This is great. This is what I love. You know, this is like my drug. You know, people <laughs> be like, "Hey, you ever done crazy?" No, this football is my drug. This just gives me an adrenaline rush. Last yeah. weekend was crazy. This weekend was just the same. Entering next weekend, it better be the same. I mean, you know, you got the 49ers and Packers. They're going to renew that rivalry. Yep. Um, that history is illustrious and so much bad blood between those teams that a lot of fans aren't even aware about. Um, it's kind of like a little bit like Raiders and Steelers back in the heyday. Um, and then you got on the AFC side, you know, you got Chiefs and Titans. And the Titans, man, what a Cinderella wow. story. They are co- <laughs> They are showing up <laughs> big time. And now a little bit looks like when that game, that game that I went to for Tennessee and Raiders doesn't look too bad a little bit. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry is a monster. That yeah. defense is absurd. No, it it literally is Niners defense top Tennessee, and then don't even mention the Chiefs and okay you can mention the Packers a little bit because those pass rushers are great. But that, it's ones. literally it. Other than that, I mean starting off with the first game, the early game at three uh, o'clock, West Coast time. Niners Packers is gonna be a tough one. I mean you guys already know I'm gonna be out there. That's gonna be a Very anticipating one last time they faced each other week 12, you know 49ers just yeah. Completely embarrassed them. They held Aaron Rodgers to 100 yards passing his worst net yard outage of his career And personally, I don't see anything different from that game their favored. I think they're minus 7 right now the 49ers are is it? It's minus 7 and I think that's Right where, right where it should be, yeah. you know, just like the Vikings it was minus seven. You know, the Packers, a good team. They're soft. They've been a soft team ever since Roger stepped in. You know, they, they got beaten down plenty of times by Harbaugh, Kaepernick in those 2012, 2013, and I see no difference this one. I mean, it'll be close for a while, but I still think the Niners are going to dominate that matchup. If I were to put a score on it, probably say about, like, 31-21. And if I'm going go to go the other side, the Chiefs and Titans, that, that that's going to be the interesting one. Imagine the Tennessee Titans go to the Super Bowl, dude. If that happens, I mean, I feel like the Ravens are going to go down. Yes, at the 16. I mean, when's the last time that happened? Those two teams. I mean, what Mahomes did today, man, magical. That guy's a freaking unicorn. That's how magical he is. And I think he's also, we're going to see that magic again next week against the Titans. The Titans are great to shut, to upset the Patriots. You know, then you go ahead and upset the Ravens, insane. But beat the Chiefs. They'll they'll keep it close. I mean, we know they beat them in the season at home, and this game's gonna be tough. And Mike Vrabel's a great defensive mind, but I still think, as much as I hate to say yeah. it, the Chiefs are gonna win it. Um, but rather close, rather close. I think the pretty much the teetering point is because that offense, you know, Tannehill hasn't had to do anything. Well, that's a lie. He's he's shown up in moments. But I mean, if you're gonna have to like try to actually like be more than Derek Henry, at some point he's gonna have to show up. So Chiefs in my favor. I would probably say Chiefs. Chiefs go 24, Tennessee 17, I would go.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know, as much as I hate to say it, the two best teams in the league right now, in my opinion, are the Niners and the Chiefs. And, I mean, I think a lot of people are starting to come around to that. And I mean, Jose, you nailed it. Like, Patrick Mahomes is just so much fun to watch. Like, I'm sitting there watching him just scrambling, like literally Mm -hmm. toting the line of scrimmage the entire time, fucking – shovel passing at 10 yards like he's just so much damn fun to watch and you know you're kind of talking about it with Tannehill. like i I mean i know Tannehill's stat lines are god ugly and they're actually hilarious to look at i mean he's got like 80 yards and 79 yards and i feel like it's it's funny like i feel like offense is a lot of this a lot of are in this day and age you know you're relying on your quarterback like you were talking about a lot and then you know you're looking for one or two big plays out of your running back well it's literally the complete opposite in Tennessee, and what Dan Hill has been able to do is make those two or three big plays a game that he needs to make and keep that mm-hmm. offense going. Then play ball control and let the defense do its thing. I mean, although I just do keep getting this feeling, and granted, I've had it for like two weeks now that the clock is going to strike gold on or strike midnight on uh, on the Titans, and I I just got to think it happens in KC. I just feel like I mean we saw KC today. Granted, it was part of the Texans' fuck-ups, but we saw T- KC come back in 21 points in like a flash, and I think they had the ball for like three minutes. What was it? They scored three touchdowns in, in literally yeah. like three minutes. Like, And it's just like when you have a ball-control offense and, and and you're facing another an opposing offense that can literally strike that quickly at any time, like it's just so hard to keep up. And, I mean, I'm going to have to go with them. And then on the 49ers side of thing, things – I mean, as as a former defensive lineman, watching the 49ers pass rush is like watching porn. Like it's yes. <laughs> unreal. Like literally, every guy gets there. They all five guys that they play can freaking do it. And it's stupid, man. And, and I mean, I know, I know. I think Bulaga was just sick today, so he, I imagine he'll be back. But I mean, if he's out. I mean, it's almost good night, and then I just hate the Packers' run defense. I think you even saw it a little bit with the Seahawks today. You know, they were able to run the ball a little bit on them and then just got too far down and had to throw it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I like the Niners too much. I mean, Jimmy G's kind of – I mean, he's better than Tannehill, but kind of along the same lines where he's just making those four or five plays a game that he needs to make and carrying the team when he needs to. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Chris?
2: First off, I'll just start in the AFC. Uh, I was lucky enough to be on the field when the Raiders played the Titans, and I, I got a I got a look at Derrick Henry. And uh, <laughs> even though he's on the other side of the field, I was decently close to him, and he looks like he was made in a lab. Like he's <laughs> just a different Dude. type of looking athlete compared to all the other athletes that were on the field. Um, and he's probably my you know favorite player that's uh, that's still playing right now. That's obviously the Raiders are out of it, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm really cheering for him, and, and he's dope, man. I mean, 180 uh, yards in three straight games for the first time in NFL history uh, as far as on the ground, uh, that is impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, but as much as I would not like to admit it, um, I think the Chiefs are, are – I think it's their time to go yeah. to the Super Bowl, and, and that sucks. Um, but mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is uh, an elite quarterback, and that's not going to be stopping anytime soon. And what's interesting about the Chiefs, is that they had some rough times this year. You know, Mahomes went down. Um, you know, it was like, oh, is he going to be able to make it back? How long is he going to be out for? They had some tough losses. A lot of people questioned them as real competitors this year. And I feel like that humbled them in a lot of ways. And I feel like they're not taking this chance for granted. And I know the Titans have had a tremendous amount of success in Kansas City. Um, you know, obviously the the Mariota, you know, went in there in the playoffs and beat them on the completion that he threw to himself or whatever. Still awesome. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I know, and then I think they've won a couple other times uh, in recent memory in Kansas City, but I just don't see it happening. Um, I I think the Chiefs right now, and then defensively, they just are making enough plays. Um, They're tightening up when they need to, and um, I I just don't think that the Titans are going to be able to hang in there next week. As much as I respect that team, Mike Vrabel's coaching, that defense, they play hard-nosed and tough, Um, but their only way to, to stay in it and win it, I think, is if, they follow a similar um, process that the Colts did when they beat the chiefs earlier this year in Kansas city ball control. Like you guys were yep. talking about some things went their way and they, they played the possession game really well. Yeah. Well, um, you know, get the uh, end and half with the ball, get the ball to start the third long drive again. You know what I mean? And just try to steal a couple possessions here and there and shorten the game. But I, I just think the chiefs are going to be too good. And uh, you know, and then in the NFC, um, Man, first off, I just want to credit Russell Wilson. The fact that they were still in the game today at all was a tremendous, like, (laughs) impressive feat in itself. The dude was out there just balling by, basically with hardly any help. Talk about quarterback playing without help. That's what Russell Wilson was doing today, but he was making it happen. Um, But the Packers were just too good. And and I do think, though, that game where the Packers played in San Francisco earlier this year, the Packers couldn't even compete. They, couldn't, they didn't have a chance to no. protect Aaron Rodgers in that game to where he even had a chance. There's one thing I will say, though, and, and I'm picking the Niners to win, absolutely. But Aaron Rodgers did make some throws today that were, like, channeling the prime Aaron Rodgers, where I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I haven't seen him make some of those throws in a little bit. Yeah. And I've watched a lot of Packers games this year. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, maybe... Maybe we're going to get some of that, that magical Aaron Rodgers back, but I just don't think that's going to be enough against that defense. The problem against San Francisco is obviously everyone talks about their pass rush, which is huge. It's incredible. It's almost insurmountable to deal with. But also, then you're like, okay, well, we're going to run the football. You know, we're going to try to extend it to the edge. Right? We're going to try to stretch them out. But their linebackers are so fast. They yeah. cover ground so well. And then in the secondary, they got guys like Richard Sherman. They're so smart. They're so well coached. And then you look at them offensively. Kyle Shanahan's a damn genius and he will get a take on what you're doing offensively and he will find the breaking point of it and, and beat it, you know, so, and, uh, help his guys out, you know, and they have a, you know, they got the running backs, Jimmy G makes the throws when he needs to. So I'm going chiefs and 49ers. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be one hell of a Super Bowl. Um, and, and I don't want it to be chiefs and 49ers. I want it to be Titans. And I obviously, um, would like to see the Packers just because they want to, you know, stay away from the, <laughs> the 49ers but uh, yeah I think it's going to be Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl
0: alright last thing before we wrap up because I think all of us said Chiefs and Niners am, am I off so if it is Chiefs and Niners who do Raider fans root for I mean <laughs> you boycott the Super Bowl like 49ers, what would going on 49ers, 49ers
1: well I expected that answer from, from, from Chris he's day. not from the Bay Area but me well, and you Matt we're from the Bay Area anymore right? That's true that's true but don't steal my point I mean, as much as that
2: <clears throat> I mean
1: it's but the last 24 25 years they've been in Oakland in the Bay area back in there and everyone still remembers it and for people at least my age they're always going to remember and still probably bring it up I feel like it's going to take like 10 years for it just to completely stop being a thing especially cuz like Niner fans are like the greatest like shit talkers of most fan bases I mean uh, for me it's like I mean I think if you had asked me like in 2012, I would have been like, I would have been tough. I wouldn't tough. I think I would have said Chiefs just because I hated like all the Nair fans messing with me, especially <laughs> since I live in San Francisco. So no duh, I'm right. I'm in the eye of the tiger. But I mean, n- now it's not like you get better perspective and you realize, okay, really? These Nair fans are just mainly idiots that just like, you know, you're neighbors. But really, if you're real football and you know football, then there really is no history with these teams. You know, they're, they're, it's NFC. Who cares if the NFC wins it? They don't deter us from. They don't tear the Raiders from making it. It's the Chiefs. They're in the division. They've been whooping our ass, the Raiders' asses, for years. So of course I want to see them lose. <laughs> Hope the Niners destroy them, which is gonna suck. Because if the if a little bit, because you know if if I'm there watching the Niners play and I'm trying to be objective, I'm be like shit. I'm gonna be rooting for the Niners, and that's not that's not unbecoming am becoming of a writer who's supposed to be objective. But I mean, it, it has to be Chiefs. And I feel like if you're a real Raider fan, you have to, especially just. If you consider all the history just alone yep. you take that you don't you take more than just because it's territory is at that point point, then it's like all right well you're saying territory that's a little gang related that's pretty much what gangs do so you know compete for territory and little stupid little, little stuff like that so chief's easy for me and i'm living in san francisco how are you feeling matt
0: see i don't know chris brought it up the niners and raiders rivalry they've never met in the postseason they only mm-hmm. play once every four years The only thing that really makes it a rivalry, rivalry, that's a fun word for me to say, (laughs) is the fact that it was the geographic location. Well, the Raiders are the Las Vegas Raiders now. Or sorry, they're the Raiders right now. Oh, Um, man. (laughs) But I mean, so I look at it that way of like, okay, yeah, what, my friends are going to talk shit to me? Well, go to my mentions on Twitter and I have Raider fans talking shit to me. So does it really make a difference? Yeah, yeah. You know what? Shoot.
2: And I mean, that's it's big, like, like I mean, key.
0: I grew yeah, up a fat man. kid. Kids ripped on me all the time. I'm used to it at this point. Like, I, I mean, I don't really look at it like my neighbor, or whatever he, oh, he won a Super Bowl. I like watching the Niners play. But like Chris said, the Chiefs are always, and like you kind of pointed out with the Raiders and the Chiefs, have a legit history, a legit rivalry. Have been battling each other for years. And at the end of the day, like, sure, that is a little bit that's gonna be your rival moving forward. I mean. I you gotta I I don't know maybe I'm off on this, but I feel like the Raiders Niners rivalry is is dead now. I mean they're not in the same state mm-hmm. anymore. Like how many rivalries can you have with a team that you don't share uh, the same area with that you only play every four years?
2: Yeah, that's that, honestly like I feel like the the Raiders Forty ers is a fan rivalry uh, yeah, for the people exactly. that live local, and I totally respect that, dude. I, I think uh, – I'm sure, you know, Jose, 49ers fans bug the hell out of you, and I, I, I get that. But also, the the Raiders Chiefs are not only on the field, but they're also a fan rivalry too because on you talk about social media, you brought that up. Chiefs, I don't know, man. Chiefs fans are pretty bad, dude. They're pretty <laughs> annoying on, on yeah. social media. Honestly. <laughs> they, they, let us, they let us know, and maybe some of the slanders deserve, but they let us know how terrible we've been for how long and how much they beat us down in Kansas City and all that. Um, so – Man, and, you know, it feels like how are we going to go for the next dozen years and not have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win a Super Bowl? But damn it if I'm not going to hope that somehow they don't. And uh, yeah. I, as much as, like, of course I don't want the 49ers to do it. You know, I don't want them to be the team to beat them. I'd, I would rather the, the you know, uh, the Packers go against the Chiefs and, and the Packers win, right? But uh, more than likely, that's not going to be the case. And, and I'll take the lesser evil. I'll go with the 49ers for sure. Um, and yeah, I mean in you know, like you brought up a good point though It's the Raiders are Las Vegas, but Oakland is still very much the Raiders the Bay Area Um, uh, that's the the home, uh, you know the the capital of of the Raiders and it always will be in my opinion Um, you know, so, uh, it is tough, but definitely gotta go against the Chiefs, man. Yeah,
0: I I mean and i'm not really big like a of rivalry guy, but you know for the twitter arguments, when the Chiefs only have mm-hmm. what? They have one Super Bowl, you know. That's it's always good to have in your back pocket. We don't want them creeping up any closer. <laughs>
2: Three to right, one. But, you're right. Keep that keep that two Super Bowl lead. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We we need we need as many games alive. as we can. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Chris, where can the people find you,
2: man? Find me on Twitter at Chris Y Song. You can just follow at hole Banner and uh you know, check us out over there. Uh, we don't do as good of a job as these boys here, but uh, we try to put out <laughs> some, good, uh, some good content. And uh, just as Raider fans, man, appreciate you all.
0: Yeah, no, Black, Black Hole man. Banter, uh, a must-listen. You guys do great work over there. Appreciate what you do. Jose, what about you?
1: At Jay Sanchez SI. Get at me, people.
0: All right, and you can follow me at MHolder95. Follow the pod if you're not already at SweetFly. And give us those five-star reviews. Other than that, until next week.